Welcome to the new reading room. Sanctus has had an incredible windfall of donations over the past month, and we have been able to build a new reading room to film these things. Here it is. Welcome. No, just kidding. I got snowed in in Texas, and this is the church library, a really nice church library. I mean, they have some really good stuff here. And maybe I should just put in a word for church libraries. It's kind of a concept that's disappeared, but maybe one that we really need in an age where we don't have a lot of bookstores around. But here, it's just like a curated list of books that you can read. And these ones, these ones happen to be free. So, I mean, look. The Mind of the Maker, Dorothy Sayers. The Confessions by Augustine. New translation, I guess. I didn't even know this existed. This is Sam Storms. He was a theology teacher of me. I don't know if it's any good, but... See, that's why we need libraries. Solzhenitsyn, The Oak and the Calf. Come on. Here's a good one. The Divine Conspiracy, Dallas Willard. Let's do it. Welcome to the Sanctus Forum. I am Michael Stewart Robb, and this is Conspiracy Commentaries, where we talk about the divine conspiracy in a painfully slow manner. You can read this way faster than I can talk about it, but it's fun to do it together, and I love seeing people show up in the comments or writing emails to Sanctus, info at Sanctus Institute, if you've got something to say. Chapter 2, Gospels of sin management, haven't been doing these conspiracy commentaries since November or October, and this is the first one of 2022. Woohoo! And we are doing a little section today called The Invitation Diminished. For me, it is on page 35. You know, I wasn't planning to do this, but I just want to read the epitaph here for this chapter, because it's just such a good quote from um, B.F. Westcott. We have so persistently dissembled the power of the gospel that it is pardonable if those who judge of it by us should doubt whether it is anything more efficacious and inspiring than the pathetic guesses which adorn the writings of philosophy. And that's kind of Dallas Willard's point for the whole chapter, which is probably why he picked that quote, that what we are telling people this is the main thing that we believe, this is the main thing that we live by. The world outside is sort of saying, eh. There's this bumper sticker. Um, I don't know if you've ever seen one. I used to see them. Um, I think people have finally figured out that they were a stupid bumper sticker to begin with. Um, Christians aren't perfect, they're forgiven. And he has Oh, quite a bit to say about that, and that's probably not... Well, nobody sees the bumper sticker anymore. It is a real bumper sticker. Here, I'll, I'll look it up. Oh, yeah, look. Socks. 
Christians aren't perfect, just forgiven socks. You don't even need to put it on the bumper of your car. You just wear it on your feet. So exists, I guess some people still are into that. Dallas isn't into it, and not just because it's a dumb bumper sticker, but because it is the tagline for 20th century theology in a very familiar, very popular form. And I think many would resist this. Many writers, many uh, preachers and teachers, and many Christians would say, no, I, I'm, I'm about more than just forgiveness. And what they're referring to is what I would call add-ons. They're referring to the fact that they and their church or their tribe emphasizes something like generosity and giving, or they emphasize justice ministry, or they emphasize rigorous Bible study, and they want preachers who preach biblically, or maybe they emphasize great music and worship. And yet the reason why I call these add-ons, the reason why Dallas thinks that that shouldn't be the tagline of 20th century theology is when these people think about what unites Christians, and when they think about what they would be ready to give up in a, when they were really on their deathbed or when they were at their wits end and they were at the end of their rope, what they would hang on to was the fact that they are forgiven. They wouldn't point to being perfect, they would point to the fact that God forgave them. That's it. Let me, let me read something here. Um, find it again. There it is. Forgiveness alone is what Christianity is all about, what is genuinely essential to it. That's the idea. Forgiveness alone. It's right down there in the center of what we believe, and everything else is kind of on the periphery, right? That's the idea. That's the thing that Dallas Willard is concerned about. And he says some pretty strong things about it. He says that this has very deep historical roots. He says that we have many sober tomes of theology written about it. It's lived by the lives of many sincere, self-identifying Christians. Forgiveness alone, that's the root. So let me ask you a question, very good question. Could someone be a serious Christian and not quite know how forgiveness works? Could they be confused about forgiveness? Could forgiveness be something that they're trying to attain in the wrong way? Or is the knowledge of our forgiveness something that really is a life and death, death issue for Christians? And here we are, 2022, no longer the 1990s when he wrote this book. Are we doing any better? Is, has anything moved in this area, in Europe? Well, we're gonna be talking about that. Chapter two, Gospels of Sin Management. Um, I don't know exactly how many of these we're going to be do doing for chapter two, but subscribe and please do read ahead. Don't wait for me, just keep going. Uh, I hope to say some helpful things and if I have, hit that like button. I don't know, hit it, just push it. And I will see you next time. Um, oh, and sign up for the almost monthly newsletter over at sanctus.institute.com.
it's much better than subscribing for these things. Bye. Check this out. Do you see it? The reading room. We gotta get one of those.